1: Hello, I'm Alan Davis, you're listening to The Tuesday Club, this is The Arsenal Podcast, and I've got Damien Harris with me. Hello, Damien. Hey, hello. Nice to see you in your house. Yes, yes, this is all a bit strange, isn't it? Very strange. A type of pooler, hey T. Hello, Alan.
0: Uh, Hello, Damien. In the words of, I think, one of your favourite albums um, from Rakim, you know, The 18th Letter, it's been a long time.
2: Been a very long time.
0: <laughs> very quick to get a hip hop
1: reference in yeah, straight away. You've got me absolutely scrambling in the dirt because for... <laughs> I haven't listened to that album for about three months.
0: <laughs> Refresh yourself at the end of this.
1: Refresh oh. yourself is right. No, I haven't. Never, I've never heard of that. Well, is it good?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Rakim from Eric B. and Rakim fame. You know, some would say the. The greatest voice in 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 hip hop, but um, I guess this isn't that kind of podcast.
1: But it can be anything you like. There's no football on. I, I remember I remember Derek B, <laughs> <laughs> the bad young brother. I remember Derek B because I, I went to school with him. You no,
0: hold on. Yeah. Why are we just finding this what? out now in 2020? Yeah. You went to school like, with uh, Derek
1: B. I was at school with it in my first year at Bancroft School, which was a very white. Uh, Public school. Uh, He was there. He was only there in the first year. I do remember him getting a detention in science and he burst into tears and said he was only getting a a detention because he was black. He kept saying, it's just because I'm black.
0: I mean, did he have a point?
1: Um, No, he was really badly behaved. (laughs) Um, I think now he'd probably be given Ritalin or something. Wow. um, Because he's quite... But he got off the detention... That's what happened. The teacher looked quite panicked. <laughs> I mean, I think there were about three black kids in the, in the school and the other two were African princes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. See,
2: funny, he doesn't mention that in Bad Young
1: Brother, does he? <laughs> he didn't scan. Crying. Because <laughs> he, got he got detention. Detention in science. Yeah. Well, it's hard to rhyme science with, you know, if you're a rapper. Oh, I see you're drinking from the camp mug that I got you for your... Recent landmark birthday, significant birthday.
2: Tenth. It is my favourite mug. Yes, my tenth birthday, <laughs> and with a nice bit of
1: branding on the other side. O two,
0: that takes you back, doesn't it? I mean, what were the O two years? Well, are they before Dream? They're after Dream. What I cast? remember about
1: the O two years was a, a an early GIF. I think I am using the right term there. I am not sure. Was somebody, when we lost three 0 at home to Inter Milan? Someone quickly changed the O two to O three. Ah, on the right. front of one of the players' shirts and that went round on the social media.
0: I'm interested, out and UD, obviously. Which player would you associate immediately with the O2 shirt?
2: Jose Antonio Reyes. Robert Pires.
0: Well, I was going to say Gilberto, but yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
2: It's right, yeah. Reyes for me. I just—it was that flouncy shirt. It was that was the our greatest season ever, and we had the worst kit. It had quite a
1: wide neck on it. That shirt, it was which like, I think was specifically designed to accommodate Pascal Segan we <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get his head through any of the normal shirts. Because I got the reason that perhaps I associated with Pirès is because I've got that shirt with Pirès on the back, oh. right. But it's a very wide neck. I mean, it's, no, it's almost hanging off the shoulder. You look a bit like banana <laughs> Yeah, or, or you're off
2: to, you know... <laughs> early Madonna. <laughs> or you're off to flounce around Europe in the 18th century <laughs> on the grand there
1: tour. A, there was a period when a wide neck revealing a bit of shoulder was the height of sexiness. And Thierry still yeah. managed
0: to make it so. I mean, because like, when you think... I think of Dreamcast and I think of Carnu. Was it Sega, Carnu? Well,
1: they had Sega on the Away kit and Dreamcast on the Home kit. Oh, is that right? And didn't Sega mean something
2: rude it meant, in Italian?
0: It means what? It means yeah,
2: Onanism. It is On-on, yeah,
0: no. an onanist reference. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So does it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
1: just testing the uh, input level there.
0: If we're wrong, someone if we're wrong, someone will will write in someone and tell
1: we'll, us. Someone might. Uh, we are now um, listener. Uh, I hope you can find us. I don't know. I don't know how many listeners we'll get. We're on a different. Uh, RSS feed. That's the limit of my knowledge from the old Tuesday Club podcast. So we're going to have to um, alert the world to our presence. But we are back now, recording the Tuesday Club, and, and on Audio Boom, and we intend to be here on a weekly basis. So we will we will receive uh, emails if you want to email us, at Tuesday Club Podcast at Gmail dot com, which is something we used to do, and I've just opened up the. Uh, email account for the first time for a very long time. I've never had dust Just coming it. out of my phone before. <laughs> and all it is, we used to we used to be on Liberated Syndication, which is a very well-known podcast platform known as Libsyn. And well there's about 30 emails from Libsyn saying you haven't paid your, you haven't paid your bills. <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna de- we're gonna delete all your stuff. Uh, and so that is why uh, the Tuesday Club podcast d- disappeared. It's because we didn't pay the, we didn't put any money oh. in the meter. But I think, I think that Silent Chris uh, has got them all. He has, yeah, on, uh, on a hard drive somewhere. Silent Chris isn't producing listener at the moment. He's too busy. He's too stressed. He's homeschooling two children. I'm mainly recording this podcast to avoid my three <laughs> children, because um, I don't know about any of you, but the lockdowns doing my head in. Uh, today we we're going we're gonna to talk about football from the past, we're going to talk about um, principally what I'd like to do each week is talk about a season, a random season and uh, it felt fitting that the season we talk about today would be last season because we'd, we recorded one podcast last season, the 2018-19 season we recorded I think it was the day after we rather predictably lost 2-0 at home to Manchester City, can you remember that
0: defeat? Yes, it was the very first. It was the very first uh, game of the season. It was Unai
1: Emery's first match, and it was a cakewalk for City. They just ran rings around us.
0: It was. I remember. I remember when the fixtures came out because yeah, it was Sterling and Silver who scored um, <clears throat> against us. And I remember when the fixtures come out, and we had Man City and Chelsea. And I, I dare say I phoned you, there or messaged you because it just made it just kind of pointed out the fact that we were a budget middle-of-the-table team. You don't get, you know, Sky weren't sitting there going, oh, let's keep Arsenal away from Man City. Let's keep Arsenal. You don't play the good games at the start of the ah, season, do you? you you're you know, going
2: with the theory that the Sky picked their fixtures?
0: Well, I mean, look, we used to start game. you know, you start see. you're supposed to start the season against... Everton at home, you know, which, do um, you, you know what I mean? You're supposed to start bolting at home, like a nice easy way in for the big teams. A mid-table
2: one. A mid-table
0: yeah. one. And that's exactly what the, 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 the fixture computer did. But for Man City and Chelsea, they they, yeah. they relegated us before we started. How could we finish in the top four when we were given that kind of bum steer from the fixtures computer? I don't like it.
2: I mean, it was very odd. I remember the atmosphere just because after about four or five years of pretty horrible toxic atmosphere and the anti venger thing. Uh And we were looking around go, well, there you go. You got it. I mean, there were certain moaners that I remember
0: looking at and picking out. And going, you had your arms well crossed. <laughs> yeah. come in, <laughs> come <in. laughs> these come in, these come in, sit down. Right, well, let's just see if you get what you want. for. Yeah, <laughs> <of course. laughs>
1: Well, well, we did have uh, the shiny hair of Unai Emery there and his, ah. and his, uh, and his lieutenants down there, uh, Juan Carlos Casado, who was, was a deafening presence in the technical area for the entire Emery era. I mean, every time we lost possession, then you would just hear, Oh! Oh! <laughs> and I remember him yelling at, at, at Danny Welbeck, Danny! Danny! <laughs> as if, if Welbert, the one thing you can't fault Welbert for is effort. I think that must have been in a League Cup tie. Yeah. But we did start OK. We, we, we lost to City, fine. Then we played, it felt like it didn't count. And then we played no. Chelsea and lost to Chelsea. But we, we lost quite narrowly to Chelsea and missed chances that we should have scored, perhaps, in that Chelsea game. And then we went on quite a good run of about 14 Premier League games unbeaten. And, in fact, we played quite a few weird little cup ties and crappy little Europa League matches and accumulated about 22
0: matches without a defeat. Didn't you ever feel embarrassed saying unbeaten run, though, during that run?
1: Well, because it was including all those other little fixtures that were, you know, rubbish, like Um, (laughs) Barté-Borisov. And crap bag. Funny little League Cup games. But we did put together quite a nice run. In fact, we were in quite a good position. But I don't know if you remember the end of that season... We had we had a run of quite we did quite well in home games and then we just had a run of away games, and we got our asses handed to us away at Wolves and mm. away at Leicester, and I think, yeah. I, what I remember thinking my kind of lasting memory of the Unai Emery team was this cautious, frightened negativity away from home as as if he thought as if he looked round the premier league and thought oh, all these teams have got really good players all the stadiums are all packed out it's going to be really difficult we better keep it tight and try and score in the break and it, that is not going to get you points in the premier league you've got to take it to them wherever you go you can't you can't play like that and our away no. form was shocking
2: i mean it was weird because uh, around october i think i mean there was that period when we beat fulham away and Ramsey scored that stunning well, that goal that and, and I think it was Leicester next and there was that Urzel to Lacazette that beautiful. I mean we were playing some really beautiful football and around that period we drew with Liverpool which you know wasn't wasn't too bad but where did that go where there was a period we were playing good fleet free flowing football
1: well, we smashed Tottenham, didn't we? Beat them 4-2. That oh, was that was glorious. Some cracking goal in that game. Oh, yeah. And then the wheels came off. We lost away at Southampton. But then we got spanked at Anfield. And the thing that I'd really hoped was that what kept happening under Arsene Wenger that seemed to be allowed, because he'd done so much for us, was getting humiliated. Not just losing, but going 4-5-6 in, in games away. I remember at Chelsea, 6. Man City, there was a 6. A couple of fives at Anfield. We even lost five in a semi-final against Tottenham, in which I memorably Wenger said that four of the goals didn't count. One of them didn't count because it was right at the end of the half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I miss him.
0: <laughs> what are the second goal? It was the
1: right <laughs> <last> <laughs> It still counts, I said. <laughs> and I thought that was going to be a thing of the past, So we were going to tighten up and it was all going to be better and he brought new defenders in and we had Torreira, didn't we? And we just got... Done severely. Done. Uh, Firmino got a hat trick and we got spanked.
0: I think that was my problem with the unbeaten run. You just did feel like one thread is going to come loose because it didn't feel we, it wasn't an unbeaten run where we were playing great football. Um, although you you know you picked out a couple of games and obviously the Tottenham one was a highlight. And you thought we would turn the corner then, but it just never felt. We start you know we started off with a pressing thing at the start of the year. We started off playing out of the back, you know, we started playing out of the back and that never playing felt comfortable. The well, the whole oh thing, the whole, the whole run felt a little yeah. bit like every time we played out from the back, you just were waiting for something to go, you know, we sort of got away with it for ages.
1: It was hilarious. It was like we were doing it for a bet. Yeah. I mean, who, what game of football was ever, do you say, right, the only way you're allowed to score is you start from your own goal line with the ball in the goalkeeper's hands and you've got to pass it along the ground from there to score. It's like an impossible training exercise.
0: But I don't mind it as such. And um, like I read a couple of very boring reports about how a lot you know, more goals are being scored from the back. That, that's not an issue. We just didn't have the players. We didn't have the people to do it. You know, Petr Cech hasn't had the ball at his feet for his entire career and he just looked terrified. And, you know, you've made a great goalie look like a, look like an absolute hot mess, especially especially the times he had to throw the ball out to your favourite, um, uh, Monreal. Or, oh. or better still, better still, lichtsteiner on, oh, on the other side, who we have managed to skate over like he didn't happen. He's turned up at the start of last season, didn't he? That was the it's, good signing. It, it, well, it was it. his first signing. Because all the
1: left, Stefan yeah. Lischdiner <laughs> came in. <laughs> <laughs> start as you mean
2: to go on? And Socrates, of course, of course.
1: Socrates arrived. Per retired. Socrates turned up. And the other, perhaps the most significant thing that happened at the beginning of last season was that Stan Kronk had bought out everyone. And it seemed to be that like the moment Arsene Wenger was out the door, he was able to go and do that compulsory purchase, took all of our shares off us, those of us who had, you know, two, and quite liked going to the shareholder meeting and feeling part of the club and invested in the club in that way, something that you would hand on. And there was only a relatively small percentage and they made some half-baked attempt to justify it by saying it's better to be in sole ownership, but it was really only so that the club could be his, personal plaything, and now there's far less openness about what's going on over there.
0: That's the thing. Supposedly,
1: he's put his hand in his pocket uh, financially to support the club during the COVID-19 crisis, but a very vague, not even a press release about that really, was it? It just got out somehow that he's done something, but we don't know what.
0: Well, they've um, resisted the furloughing which um, Spurs and Liverpool got an absolute shellacking for um PR been, disaster. Yeah, have it? you been following on the, the the wage business?
1: Well, I've only really been following on the the Mikhail Arteta did what I presume was a massive Zoom meeting with all the squad in <laughs> tiny windows and uh, told them that they they're gonna to have to take a pay cut.
0: I heard that Abue uh photobombed it with loads of porn, you know, you heard <laughs> But yeah oh, there's an image. There's the thing. Arteta's been um yeah, Arteta's been driving this and the PFA rep is is Hector Bellerin. All right. And we've gone down from I think sixteen well the first basically the whole uh, most of the first team rejected the 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 pay cut. And through Arteta and his Zoom call and Bellerin and his charisma, I presume. Um then it's only two now. There's only two People who've uh, who who refused to to date to uh, take a salary cut. I'm not sure who one of them is, but the other one, according to all the press, and has been given an absolute kicking is uh, Mesut Ozil.
1: Yes, yeah, because twelve and a half percent of his wages is staggering amount of money, isn't it? So I can see why he's trying to hang on to that. Particularly as he probably thinks that the clubs are going to try and play these fixtures somehow. It, it feels like the clubs need to play the fixtures to get the broadcasting money. Is that the is that the point of it? Otherwise, obviously, they should can the season. It's pointless. It's ridiculous playing behind closed doors. It's ridiculous playing all through the summer. It's farcical. The, the games will have no atmosphere. It will be odd to watch. Yeah. It will feel like they're a separate set of fixtures from the ones that have gone. And it makes no point. And much better. I mean, I've seen the league table in the in the evening standard, which is being put from my door every day at the moment. That Well, they've worked out the points per game that, Pete, that teams had. And so you can at least have a table. And uh, we're eighth, one place above Tottenham on points per game. So I'm quite able we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> leave it oh, man. there, yeah. And uh, man City, if, man City, if Man City do get banned from the Champions League, uh, we'll sneak into Thursday nights once oh. again. Well, there was,
0: uh, there was a brief flurry. <laughs> there was a brief flurry where there was going to be something where I read something for about 10 minutes that said that the Champions League places will be sorted on coefficients which would make yeah it, you know, no, no, that's not going it gave actually. me like it gave me it gave me a little lift for about 17 seconds <laughs> it's, it's so. the Duckworth Lewis method isn't it? <laughs> yeah. well yeah. suddenly
1: because we've missed a few weeks of football we have to go back over the last five years to work out who deserves it it's a the nonsense there is a table we have been playing until March the 7th there is a league table
0: where we you in can ni-
1: see that Leicester City plainly have streets ahead of everybody else and deserve to be in the Champions League that's a nonsense
0: so where are we currently ninth did you say?
1: We're, we're oh, well, on points per game.
0: No, eight. no, no, on the actual table as it was left.
1: On the actual table, I think we're nice with a game in hand. But we just won three games. That's what was annoying. We just won three on the bounce. We only won yeah. 60 games all season, a proper relegation form, and then we'd won three on the bounce. Liverpool hilariously wobbling, back-to-back defeats against Atletico, spanked by Watford, dumped out the cup, all, all crapping themselves... And, so, and now it looks like they're going to get given the Premier League title. Which, of course, they they only needed two more wins to do it. They were going to do it. It's definitely going to do it. But it should be, I think, a three quarter size trophy,
0: or or a trophy with um, a big asterisk on the front. I, right? I was, yes.
1: Or just give them a massive asterisk. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, a gold, massive, the golden asterisk. gold asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's forever, yeah. it's forever tainted. I'm here for, I'm I'm very much here for the start of next season already. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it it was it was weird though. Tottenham were also I wouldn't say free falling, but close to free
0: falling, weren't they?
1: We were catching them up. Yeah, they were yeah. dropping points. We were just about to take overtake
0: them, and uh, I mean, it didn't um, take long, did it? All their all their fans were absolutely furious going into the break, weren't they? Absolutely furious. They've gone from well, we signed a winner to just get him out and it was always going to happen didn't even it? It take three seasons took three months
1: someone put on on uh, social media somewhere that how long how long will Tottenham Hotspur put up with this football <laughs> when there's such a talented manager as uh, Pochettino is without a job <laughs> <laughs> they're still paying his wages you know they're paying his they fired him he's, and they've had to pay.
0: Him. He's the original furloughed employee, isn't he? Pochettino. Yeah, he's going
1: <laughs> to take a pay cut, Maurizio. <laughs> 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 I take an old pay cut. That's my, that's my Pochettino. Very
2: good Argentina. Uh, I mean, that <laughs> is one of the, the best things about this season, I think. What? Is them sacking Levy, sacking Pochettino. I mean, they should name the bloody stadium after him. They finally get a really, really good manager. Finally. And you couldn't just see it out. You couldn't just, you know. This is the first podcast
0: um, since they didn't win the Champions League. So let me ask you, where were you? Where were you when they didn't win? Where were you for the second goal when Origi saved the planet? I
1: was in, uh, you know where I was? I was in uh, Kilkenny. I was at the Kilkenny Comedy Festival. And I was watching it with David O'Doherty, who's a brilliant... Comedian, one of the finest, and also uh, a Tottenham Hotspur fan. And oh. he, <laughs> it's quite a rare thing <laughs> yeah. in Ireland, uh, Tottenham Hotspur fans. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of support for Liverpool, Manchester United, Leeds, Arsenal, mainly clubs who've had lots of Irish players down the years. But there he was. I uh, sat with him and we watched it on my phone. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I missed the first part. I saw the replay of the dodgy, slightly dodgy penalty. That was an unfortunate accident, wasn't it? <laughs> I,
0: I didn't see any of it. I mean, I I didn't see any didn't of it. You didn't watch was, it. Well, I was because I was so nervous. Well, I was in Berlin. I was in Berlin um, for the for the weekend, and um, my girlfriend quite rightly said that there's no need to watch. A game where you don't like either of the teams and don't want any of them to win, which is what yeah. you've been saying all week. Uh, it's a sinkhole game, as we call it. Yeah, yeah. sinkhole so game. You <laughs> said quite rightly. You said, "Why do you want to watch a game when you don't?" When you've been saying like there is no upside. <laughs> There's no upside to this. I said because the worst thing, and I spent the entire day nervous. And we were actually at dinner when the first goal went in, and then we were walking to a bar afterwards, and then heard a couple of Liverpool fans cheering the Origi one. And it was only at that moment could I relax and hear the bird singing again? You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> I went to Kilkenny from Baku via Istanbul. That was the longest away trip of my life, and hopefully it will never be topped. It was an eternity. I was set seven hours in Istanbul Airport, and I I'd, I'd enjoyed Baku, I must say. It's a nice town. It's got an old kind of medieval walled city. You can potter about cobbled streets, lots of old buildings. Nice. But it's too far away. It's much too far away. It's absurdly far away. So Then we got absolutely spanked, really. Aiden oh. Hazard ran the show. And that, that, as well as losing at home in the Cups to Man U and Tottenham, losing the Champions League place by a point to Tottenham, having failed to beat Palace at home and Brighton at home.
0: Which then, of those sorry? annoyed you more?
1: Well I think the thing that really annoyed me was Granite Jacker slapping that Brighton player on the back in the penalty area and he fell over and he gave away a penalty we we'll were winning that game 1-0. At that yeah. point I had no time at all for Granite Jacker and I think I was not alone. And of course sub- subsequently um I think the Palace one
0: I think the Palace won. I think the Palace won did me the worst actually.
1: That was depressing, yeah. Zaha had old Mustafi on toast, didn't he?
0: Yeah, 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 and this season was supposed to be the redemption of Mustafi. I mean, he of all people is like must be gutted. The season's finished. I'm sure he thought he was playing his way into playing his way into the first team. Well, well,
2: both of those two villains, Shaka and um, Mustafi, kind of had a bit of redemption, didn't they? And they were both playing better under um, Mikhail. They felt the system suited them a bit more.
1: I definitely think that's true. And I think Arteta, that's perhaps, you know, for for us amateurs, laymen, that's the most noticeable difference that Arteta's made is mixing up whether you play out from the back all the way to halfway or sometimes whether you ping a massive Diag right across to the far side, which it turns out Mustafi's really good at that. It turns out his long passing game is perhaps the best in the club. Yeah, yeah. so, you get Granite Jacker to drop into the uh, sort of back three while the full-backs go up, and Granite Jacker will drop in on the left side and he can hit those long balls. He can't, he's got no short game, Jacker. Like he, he'd be hopeless around the green or out of a bunker. He can't find any gaps or any little. That's why he gets no assists. It's, it's, quite often you'll think there's a pass on there. Aubameyang's made a run, he's in. you are know, be thinking, Cazula and Fabregas. He's going to be in here, but Jacker just can't do it. But he can lump it fifty yards in a diagonal across a pitch to one of these. And by the way, uh, do you not think that we have the two best young players around at the moment in Martinelli and Saka? Jaw-droppingly brilliant. I mean, sensationally yeah. brilliant talents. And so you sort of feel like you need to clear the decks and make space in the team for these two boys because they're that good.
0: Yeah. Is anyone in Saka's way? Really? At the moment, well, yeah, Tierney. I mean, that's the only thing. Well, No, but that's what I mean. But I mean, Saka Will he play him there? Saka's supposed to play um, in the front three, right? So, who's realistically in his way for next season? Well,
1: this, this is where the Aubameyang question rears its head, right? Because this is the guy who scores every week, and he's deadly and lethal, and he's even though we're a mid-table team and create almost no chances, and seems to have a policy of not shooting in the first half of matches, <laughs> he still racks up twenty goals without apparently any effort at all. Yeah. He's a, a sensationally good striker, but he's got a year left. Why? Why on earth would he kick around here for a team that's going nowhere fast and be part of Arteta's long-term rebuilding project? He'll walk at the end of next season if we don't sell him in the summer. So I think we're going to have to cash in. I and mean, it feels the did, same with Lacazette.
2: What did we pay for him? Fifty two, or something.
1: All oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I
2: money. mean, who would you? If it was between Lacquer and Abamyang, who would you keep?
0: Oh, my God. Are you serious? Abamyang, like, each and every second of the... Sorry, time. I'd uh, f- almost yeah. forgotten Lacazette's terrible dip in form. Well, I mean, going back to last season, he was on. He was, he was player of the season last year, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, he was I, player I think of
0: the season.
2: That's what happened. I watched the highlights from the previous season and <laughs> was in my head thinking, oh, Lacquer's very good. Yeah. And tenacious and battling.
1: Um, I'm going to run a little mini feature on this podcast called The Captain's Log, in which I read from program notes from, <laughs> from matches oh. of the past. And the captain, uh, last season, we may forget who the captain was. Can you remember? It was Lauren Koscielny.
3: Oh, Isn't I remember
1: that. Him. Weird. He, that's a, he played for Arsenal for about 10 years, and he just oh, it's like a forgotten man, isn't he? I remember yeah. he was, he was, and he missed a lot of football because he had some injury problems and then he really didn't do himself any favours when he left the club by well, I read pulling, a really off good... his, pulling off an Arsenal shirt and revealing a Bordeaux shirt and all that stuff about him. Yeah, I remember yeah.
0: that. I didn't think that one through but I did remember reading an article earlier on this season about His about the departure and his reasons for it, and you know, I mean, he missed his World Cup final because of it. Like, I mean, pretty. He was pretty angry with the club for for wanting a fee for him, for the fact for bringing him back too early when he'd played on, you know, half a half a tendon. So it's a pretty kind of ugly departure from both sides. You not having it?
1: I mean, if you're you're under contract to Arsenal and you. We don't, we don't get a fee for you. What are you on about? Of course, we have to get a fee for you.
0: After oh, ten you years transfer. and playing on one leg, and
1: listen, I don't know if he played on one leg, but I think he was very well remunerated. But anyway, to me, I liked him. He was a decent defender. He wasn't bad, but he was one of many players who I felt weren't quite as good as the ones that had gone before. And that no, was the, the real problem with him. What I'd forgotten, man, I was reading. I've been looking back at quite a bit. During this lockdown, i would forgotten that when Kolo Touré left, he left for Manchester City, and I forgot that we got 16 million pounds for Kolo Touré. There's a man who deserved a free transfer, but we got 16 mil for him, and he went up. He went up there with the same
0: summer that Adi Boyle went up there for 25. And we 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 must have got a fee for Clichy. I can't remember what it was, but
1: I think we got seven for Clichy. We we got quite a bit. Manchester of Man
0: City were very accommodating in those days, weren't they? <laughs>
1: <laughs> they didn't notice. They'd give you 16 million quid and not notice it had gone.
0: We gave them Nasri as well, didn't we? Yeah, yeah awesome. Nasri. That's
1: <laughs> Nasri.
3: What
2: else did we give them? We became the Southampton to their
0: Liverpool. We did, yes, really. Get, we get what? Yeah. But again, yeah. they've had the last laugh because some of them have got title medals. Oh, so. don't. Well, you, know, you know, that. Don't. I'm yeah, totally.
1: Lacazette's form dipped really quite badly, didn't he? And they, could, they weren't quite a pair. And it, and it often mm. meant that Aubameyang would be playing on the wing. And he's good coming in off the left onto his right foot, but he hasn't got a left foot. So he's not very, so good going out. So it's not where he should be, really. And you mm. want Saka. I would rather have Saka and Martinelli up there. Then, they, then of course, there's the continuing uh, Mesut Ozil. Conundrum. Conundrum. (laughs) When he he plays well, you think this is one of the greatest players you've ever seen, but you're not quite sure where he should go. It feels as though his best time was when he had Alexis Sanchez with him and doing so much damage, those two together.
0: When they clicked, you know, we would win. I mean, it's also possible to to say that... I mean, it's the same with the Arsenal thing in a way. I can't bring myself to... um, to give Ozil a kick in, um, what was the last? Was it the West Ham game? Was one of the last ones? Was that the last home game before all of this? Uh, it was happened.
1: We beat West Ham one 0 Lacazette scored. And it looked like it was, was offside.
0: Yeah, that's right. And um, I think it was, the assist was from was Ozil, Ozil. And I think I'm
1: it, right saying it was his only Premier League assist of this season.
0: I was there that day, um, and then we went out for your birthday afterwards, didn't we? That's exactly right. Um, I was there um, sitting somewhere else. And I mean, you could you could have been... It's mad when you sit somewhere else in the stadium, but um, just everyone around was the classic Herzl haters. And I thought he did all right that day. Um, and they were just not having it at all. So I think we've seen, especially with the way that the season's finished, and you might see he was coming back into a little bit of, you know, at least confidence, if not form, confidence with Arteta. We've definitely seen the best of him at the club and maybe not even for a fault, maybe not through the fault of his own, like you say, Al, because, you know, the players who are going to do the best for him aren't there anymore. You know, um, Aubameyang, who does score comparatively well from the left, so that in itself isn't a problem. He could probably do with more help with, you know, with Lacazette or, you know, Inketia um, wasn't for me. Igniting really, so starting you know, to
1: see flashes from him, didn't we? He got a couple of goals. He's a, he's a willing. He runs hard,
0: but you know whether he's up there, or whether Bameyang's up there, or like Azet's up there. I just think Urzil's time in this system is is done. But I still can't hear him. I still can't live with him being slagged off like that. I. Don't I know. Uh,
2: it, it was interesting. He he under Arteta, he would come off without sulking. And he would come off around 80 minutes or 75 minutes and he was working very, very hard. I think Arteta had sort of got that out of him. And you remember over those past few years, you would always, whenever his number went up, you'd be looking and is he going to throw a hissy fit? Is he going to go into his bedroom and play the cure for... Emery
1: Emery just couldn't stand it, could he? And I feel like Emery and... Don't know about trying to cure. <laughs> Emery and Juan Carlos and, and and all the Spanish lieutenants. I, you've got, I can't look thinking that Meza Urso must have thought these blokes. When I'm out of the room, they are slagging me off in Spanish all day long. They are they they're, they're against me. Whereas whereas Arteta's brought in Steve Round, and uh, the other fella, his name I can't say. The Dutch guy, and uh, and they all seem like nice fellas. And Steve Round seems to have a smile on his face and a bit of sense of humour. And they think, oh, this is he's a moody lad. Let's we be better hey, <laughs> to, to a little, I reckon it. A, a, a meso- lifts his head painfully and offers a little smile. <laughs> this tortured artist that he is, <laughs> So I imagine him at home with canvases, cut, painting constantly.
0: I reckon he's a massive fan of Donny. I just think of Donny Darko when I see him, just kind of walking around slightly. <laughs> Slightly emo around the pitch. like don't Yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. The either. film
1: of his life, he'll be played by that girl out of the Twilight films. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> That's me- casting for Mesut. <laughs> it's a, mo- a moody goth girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: moody goth. That could be the it title. Be in the time, remake yeah. of The
0: Breakfast Club, he'll play, is it Ali? The, yeah. The miserable one till later. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, uh. Yeah. Did you like me? Absolutely lose the plot when uh, Granite Jacker got substituted and started telling us in the West Lower to f off as he came off the pitch. He took his shirt off, and I was on my feet. <laughs> I was on my feet going, "Don't you dare! Don't you dare throw that shirt down!" You are, I mean, I honestly thought he's dead. This is it. He's done. He's done at the club. Surely.
0: I was next to you that day. him. I was next to you that day out, and a <laughs> bad place to I be. I couldn't. So. Yeah. My I think my anger my <laughs> my anger was actually lessened because you were so furious. <laughs> I think I kept that there.
1: as well. <laughs> I mean, right, I don't, don't was... know if I've ever been candescent. I don't know what candescent is, but I do know that I was incandescent then. I was I was livid. <laughs> you've been sucked. You know what you've been sucked. You've got to get off the pitch, right? You've got to run off the pitch. Quickly, because we need somebody else coming on. We want to try and win the game. It don't a pull a face. One. Don't go slow. Don't. And then cupping his ears to the fans. Because everyone's going, oh, yeah, oh. he's number one up. And we went, oh, thank God, get him off. He's hopeless.
0: It's just the way it built up. Because it happened. And then you know the jeering sort of starts. It, well, it starts off with the cheering of the substitution, doesn't it? And then he goes slower and slower. And then it starts getting a little bit out of body. And you're thinking, oh, this is weird. And I remember... I remember turning into you, Dee, and going like, Oh, this is getting a little bit ugly. Meanwhile yeah. <laughs> meanwhile Meanwhile, <laughs> up against the wall, the minute it was the second he reached he reached down in slow motion as I do this again. In slow in slow motion. <laughs> he reaches for the shot. He reaches for the shirt. (laughs) And then you just were out of your seat, hands on the front of the chair in front. Aren't you (laughs) dead? Aren't you you dead? Aren't you you dead? It's not your (laughs) shirt. And then it was yeah. actually definitely one of them ones where you're thinking, all right. I thought I was angry, but you know, he on, thrown the, just... armband at, at it. He the
1: armband at Abamyang. Remember that? Took the armband off and threw it, and it landed in the mud. I thought that was quite disrespectful to the armband. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't care for the armband. I think it's an unnecessary appendage. The armband. Your words,
0: <laughs> given where we sit, we sit uh, west lower um, behind behind the opposition managers. Um but you get to lean right over the tunnel. So I think I'm, I'm got, on the tunnel
1: wall. I'm yeah. and he hear of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're the last voice they hear. As they my really off.
0: my really bad tunnel one. The only time I've really lost it, um is and I like him more than most Arsenal fans still, but like Van Persie when he came back with United and it just got to me the the sadness, the grief of him leaving and everything, oh. and he turned, and I was just shouting so much abuse at him, and he looked at me, and I felt so ashamed. <laughs> so ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, about the other day? You sent me a message. Someone someone had sent you a tweet, was it?
1: About when you uh, when you go outside on a Thursday eight o'clock in the evening to applaud the NHS <laughs> workers, do, do you stand on the street going clapping and going not you, Bentley? <laughs> 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 was it Blackburn? We were applauding them yeah. off, I think. They played well against... Occasionally yeah. this happens, about once a season, we applaud the opposition. It has to be a perfect storm for that to happen. But, but it, among them was this little shit. <laughs> 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 David Bentley. He was a wonderful I'm going to find it, because it, he deserves...
0: It was so good, he deserves to mention. He's Andrew Phelan, a Phelan official. And he just was like, yeah. Right, yeah. And he's hashtagged it. In fact, he, yeah, he hashtagged it, the Tuesday Club. So uh, he'll probably be listening.
2: I think my most apoplectic um, was probably the whole game, the Carling Cup, when Sesk was not playing, but he
1: was on the bench. And who
2: was that? Was it Brian Horton?
1: Brian Horton was the assistant to Phil Brown. Yes, Brian Horton. They told a pack of lies about Arsene Wenger. Yeah,
2: and <laughs> the whole game was hideous. Brian Horton played the sort of like little oh, sort and of the Thomas Cromwell that, role. Yeah, didn't they
1: say <laughs> that um, that, Cescid, <laughs> <laughs> that I think they said that Sess could spat at him or something. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't true. Well, he had spat, but he just spat on the floor like a footballer. So we were in, in our seats going, "Why did you lie, Brian?" For the <laughs> whole- <laughs> Brian, why did you lie for the whole for the whole game? And Phil Brown had said that Arsene Wenger never shakes his hand, and then someone put a montage on the in the internet of about eight eight different handshakes after
0: fixtures. Well, normally yeah. the thing that annoys you the most D, is when, which I've never got really, but something about same old Arsenal
1: oh, always right.
0: cheating. Always oh. that is, That's what gets you out of your seat. Really, What's t- 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 why? Why is that one of all the things? Why because that
1: one?
2: Because
0: we we get a player
1: kicked, always getting stretched off is really the truth of it, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it, it just yeah. I don't know. It's hard to uh, it's hard to say exactly why. It's hard to it say really, rationally
0: why the smallest of the uh, <laughs> no, it really gets <laughs> traditional see, it's chance get me completely irate. It's <laughs>
2: always because we we got yeah. One of our players get kicked. Uh, and it's that sort of whole attitude that we had during the Wenger years of like, get up, you, you know, you fancy. Get in their faces. Yeah, Make all it of horrible. that. Yeah. And
1: get, we were getting people with bro- broken legs, weren't we? Badly broken legs in some cases.
2: Yeah. Is that all right, yeah. T? I just don't want our players' broken legs, yeah?
1: <laughs> but, you know, as long as we get upset about it, they're going to keep doing it. Okay. To, so I'll, be, I'll be all, all set. I'll be
2: all said. Um can I just remember? Was the Aboué incident Aboué getting substituted? What was, there? was that against Wigan?
1: I think he brought on as a sub, and then he got substituted. Oh, and he yeah. really was—it was almost like he was playing for the opposition. He lost the plot completely. I think yeah. he was some sort of a crisis of confidence, and had a bit of a meltdown in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. that was horrible. I mean, that wasn't—that wasn't, that, that wasn't that was, there wasn't anger in that, and that well, there's obviously anger from other places in the crowd. But that one, you just felt, you just felt awful for the player, and he obviously felt awful. He came off crying, didn't he? I yeah, mean, that's that's yeah. the that's the sort of kind of super ugly side, really. I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was of, of I, our own player. There was no disrespecting I, of the show or anything. He was just being rubbish. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And he was going through. Time. I do remember one incident in the end of the Emery era uh, that I thought encapsulated quite a lot about Arsenal. Um, so there was uh someone had a finger in banner oh, yeah. that they were they
1: were holding finger banner over right.
2: over the thing so it's right next to us over the tunnel and it was quite funny and the bloke was yeah, sort of quite funny. funny and uh, someone offered big, him out though didn't he yeah and a bloke about <laughs> mid 20s really tight trousers his trousers were so tight Jamie
0: Redknapp tight
2: yeah and but I think he encapsulated the that sort of fan who grew up with us just winning everything and would have sort of started to get into Arsenal around, you know, sort of ten, went through the Invincibles years, and he's just so angry. He was like he offered the bloke out and it's oh
0: He's never done winter Lag away. <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. Or crap Wrexham. bag. to Wrexham. Yeah. Try Wrexham away. Right. Did you go to that? Yeah. Oh, I remember listening to that on the radio. Yeah, ninety two. Ninety two. Mickey Thomas. Ninety two. And we were,
1: we were champions, and they were in Division Four. That was an upset. Yeah. 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 Mickey Thomas smacked one in free kick. But I don't know it's just complacency took hold. I remember Rokas get being really upset, running into the net to get the ball and run back. And then after that, we went on quite a run at the end of that season, the 92 season. We went on quite a free-scoring run. And, yeah, uh, was that Kevin
2: we, Campbell was just scoring amazing? Kevin Campbell.
1: Uh, Anders Limpar scored a goal against Liverpool, which is well worth a YouTube search. A halfway we line chipped one. Chipped the goalie from close to halfway. Paul Merson was chipping everybody in sight. He scored an absolute script. We put seven past Sheffield Wednesday, I remember. Yeah. Um, we could, have, If we'd shown that sort of form, if we, obviously we didn't. Uh, Leeds won the league that year but it's one of those titles that got away through just lack of effort really on our part and also I think some considerable uh, drinking. That yes. I, was, <laughs> I was glad <laughs> you said drinking. I, that I think that was really the heyday of the, of the was, Tuesday Cup. <laughs> when was the
0: last time we, did we spank anyone last season?
1: Uh, I'll, ch- I'll check the uh, programme uh, Talk about yourselves I don't think we did I don't think, I don't think Emery goes in for spanking Once you get 2-0 up We have to try and see the game out uh, Didn't that happen against Palace Didn't we go 2-0 up against Palace And it yeah. was early and then we didn't know what to do because the tactic at two 0 up is to see see the game out, game management. But what what if you two nil up after twenty five minutes? Yeah, you lose three two. Is what happens. I mean, uh, we, we, be, count- we beat we uh, Bournemouth five one. That was our biggest win. And Tottenham four um, two. Other than that, Fulham. Fulham, we got a few goals against Fulham four one. That was in a. Uh, and
2: of a course, Standard Liege. Four nil. We all remember that one. Well, that
0: was—I mean, age. that was—I mean, Saka had a Saka had a great game that 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 day. I remember that one.
1: Oh, this is what I've forgotten. When we lost to Palace at home, and it was an absolutely crucial game. Um, we had Carl Carl the corporal, was at right back, and Mavropanos was playing. Uh, as was oh, Mustafi
0: yeah. and Kalasenac. And there was a lot of, there was a lot of noise. lot El Nenny. <laughs> there was a lot of noise before the game. Because didn't we have a UEFA game in the week? Because we, uh, yes. put, out, we put out a week inside.
1: Yes. No, we, we, had, we had had, just had, a, we had, had a, a game against Napoli three days before and won one nil, And so we'd gone through to a semi-final. Then, then we played Palace. Then we were going to play Wolves on the Wednesday away. So he was trying to juggle the squad a bit. And it went spectacularly wrong. We got an absolute kick
0: in at Molyneux as well, didn't we? We got
1: spanked at Molyneux and spanked at Leicester, but we should have just gone gone and beaten Palace. Why did he play all the reserves in that game? But it's easy with hindsight, isn't it? Some of those places weren't good enough.
2: Yeah. One of my abiding, another abiding memory of the Emery era, looking at my phone during matches. (laughs) I I (laughs) never used to do it. You know... You're both on the receiving end of me being quite hyped on caffeine and sugar for a game, right. and I watch every second, and I'll, you know,
0: it's a medical condition now known as General's leg, <laughs> General's as, you t- leg. <laughs> as you tap it up and down for ninety <laughs> minutes.
2: Uh, and um, yeah, people in the Brighton area can probably feel it now. But yeah, it's it was. I just got so bored, bored. watching us. It
1: I was mean, boring. especially those. My kids got wave- bored. I bring my kids, as you know, two or three times a season, and the one one game I think we played Wolves or someone, and my little boy said, to me "It was boring." <laughs> and it was boring. It was. It was just boring. We weren't taking any shots. We weren't getting in there half. We get to halfway and then pass backwards all the time. The amount of backwards, I was actually thinking we've taken more passes backwards than we are forwards. I'd quite like to see the stat. It's mm. extraordinary how often we pass backwards. Jacker was obsessed with passing backwards. Yeah, how much the of the moment you go near him he'll turn around and pass backwards.
0: But how much of that is a home thing? I mean, I've seen a little bit. I mean, the difference being is that Arteta comes out and starts shouting at them and, you know, micromanaging them Pep style because Shaka's, uh inclination is to still do that. And we we were still like bumming it around the back quite a lot, you know, before the before the end of the world b- began. So um that's gonna mm. take a little that's gonna take a little bit that's gonna take a little bit longer. It doesn't feel any more like controlled possession. It feels like fear. And that was definitely the case last season because everyone was turning up like, you know, we joked about it with you, Dee, with your arms crossed. Um but people are turning up now at the start of the ground. And that might have something to do with, you know, sort of, as you said, like twenty five year olds with tight trousers on who've never mentioned who've never remembered anything. <laughs> Pre this era, the people are turning out, waiting for something to go wrong because there was so much chance of that happening. And you yeah. do have to, you know, you do have to wonder if 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 the first mistake is getting jumped on by the crowd. It just didn't. I mean, you'd think there'd be there'd be a bit more um, leeway now because I think I'm not making any excuses. Uh, well, I'm not blaming the crowd as such because the era was so terrible. But it did. It just compounded itself. It made it harder and harder to play at home. Um, and the players looked more and more and more scared. And you talk to oh. some of the players of your who'll just be like, "Oh, you know, world's smallest violin." If you can't play for Arsenal at home and get out of the club, I presume that you feel exactly that way. Al.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, you're not up to it. That's part of the issue. If you, if that's how you, if that's affecting you to that extent that you can't perform, then you're not up to playing for a big club. And I, this, this is a problem that Manchester United have had for years where they need someone who's got a mind like a steel trap. And uh, those sign players sometimes... The one I remember was Gary Bertles. Do remember that? Oh, they signed yeah, Gary Bertles, who was a terrific centre forward for Nottingham Forest. And he went there and he scored one goal in 40 games or something. He just couldn't handle it. Right. And I think that some players... I mean, Matt Letizia comes to mind, uh, in his comfort zone at Southampton for his whole career, fr- frequently get talked about as possibly going for a move... But no one really went to get him. No one really said, let's get him and make him a Manchester United player or whatever, because they felt like perhaps he just wasn't going to do it. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't that. didn't have that mindset. Whereas some people, they say, I'm going to play at the top level and only at the top level. Kevin Keegan retired at 33 because he got outpaced by Mark and he said, and he couldn't handle it. He said, if I can't be at the top, if I can't be number one, this was a guy who's double European football of the year. If I can't be
0: number one, I don't want to play. Yeah. Do you think do you think Cabo suffered the same kind of um, <laughs> same kind of crisis? Of Have confidence? you watched the
1: uh, the Greavesy documentary on BT Sport? No? No. Pin <laughs> will dip into the scum here briefly, but uh, Jimmy Greaves was a, le- a legendary goal scorer, of course in the 60s, but it, he also then became a raging alcoholic and and retired quite young actually from top level football. I think he was about 31. But then subsequently Played on uh, down the, in non-league and down the leagues, and played for Brighton for Barnet in central midfield. And they go, they talked to a couple of Barnet fans who saw him play and say what an extraordinary footballer he was. So, I mean, he was. Some of the footage, some of the stuff they've got of him as a young player, playing initially at Chelsea for four seasons, and so then he got signed by AC Milan for a, tons of money. Hated it came back to Tottenham for a record fee. They signed him for £99,999 because they didn't want to saddle him with being the first £100,000 player. And then he got a bad injury and never really recovered, was quite ill, and he got injured during the 66 World Cup and missed the final. And he never really recovered from that. But the film is well worth watching. It's not quite mm. at the level of the, uh, of the unbelievably brilliant Bobby Robson documentary. That's oh, i watching that, yes. Yeah that is sensational filmmaking. Do you,
0: re- do you reckon we could ever have something made about us that was as good as that or something till we die which is great by the way. Um I'd love yeah, to I see an arson I'd love to see an Arsene doc but listen I've been thinking about Kevin de recently because as you know <laughs> <clears throat> I want to get back to this. Uh, like I want to. I want to get back. Are to you going to do a song or a poem? No, I'm just going to. Uh, like you're building I'm, up. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I just, I just wanted to check because I thought. basically he's
1: getting his guitar. I've got
0: the guitar. <laughs> the ballad, the, <laughs> <laughs> the ballad of you are You have of a <laughs> <laughs> He never scored for Arsenal. He hit what? the bar so many times. So many times boy. against Leeds. So many times against Leeds. But this is it, right? So he signed. We signed. No, he was on loan. From he came to us from Ren. He'd been he came to us yeah, from Wren, right? So he's and he'd played what so he scored one goal on loan at Wren, twelve appearances, right? He then came to us he didn't score again for four years. He, he didn't score again for four <laughs> years. <laughs> including
1: it's a remarkable number of players that Arsene signed who flopped. I mean really an extraordinary number of players. Amari Bischoff type signing. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. He really did sign some stinkers. And but can they, you, oh, but can you blame? There's a Colo Toure and Robert Perez and Patrick Vieira obviously the greatest the greatest signing.
0: But can you blame Arsene when the clubs the other clubs that took a pint on Dior in his time, right? He left us and he went to Marseille, 15 games, no goals. He left Marseille <laughs> he was to, for Paris Saint-Germain, 14 games, no goals. <laughs> he then is went it, he then so went for the
1: players now because their career record is accessible so every <laughs> shit who <band laughs> wants to run them down on a podcast 20 years later I mean, but right this guy should be forgotten we should just be talking about his exceptional shiny thigh muscles but wait things we actually remember
0: <laughs> Blackburn Rovers manager who, who's manager Blackburn in 2000 anyway on loan five games no goals <laughs> was it Roy Hudson just before he's not on the way out of the country yet because West Ham want to take a look 11 games no goals <laughs> I can't How help feeling
1: appearances. He
0: didn't. He then went to Racing Club de Ferrol, which is a Spanish football team. I'm reading this straight from uh, wiki, as You can hear in Galicia, where in Galicia, where he then scored, played 15 games and scored five goals. Wow! Oh, Boom! Almost, he's almost on, on form. He's so, back. He was, but he's the one that sticks in the most because obviously that was the worst game in Arsenal. Well, it wasn't the worst game. There's a few of them, but that was up there in one of the. Worst games and with one of the worst players um, that we've ever We're had. You're talking
1: about losing 1 0 away at Leeds. I am In, 1999. in
0: 1999. You've got a shirt. You, really, you are obsessed with that game. It makes you me furious. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. I've got Nelson. the
1: photograph of you wearing the shirt. That's <laughs> some Vivas shirt. Yeah. Oh, he said it. Hey. hey. Number 23, he had the prized... Uh, oh, speaking of number 23, the, he had the, the, seven Michael, the Michael Jordan series is a, is a good... Uh, no, I need to
0: watch that. He had seven at one point. This is the worst He did thing. have seven. He had seven at one point, which is the second worst shirt number in Arsenal history after Galas had the 10, yeah. which is the worst. The seven,
1: the, tr- the seven, you've got to be a seriously good player to wear the seven. No Who one's got the ta- seven at the moment, have they? Who did he tell? Ta- no,
2: because um, i like, It was Mkhitaryan. Who I think is still officially our player, isn't he? Yeah, so... he'll be coming
1: back. Well, we're waiting to see whether they're going to cancel the Italian season or cancel our season. They're talking about Germany going back to work, aren't they, in a couple of weeks of their training. Yeah. And they need 246 people to have a football match. But can you really have an ambulance standing by in the current crisis? It all seems a bit morally questionable. Yeah. But, of course, if they don't uh, fulfil the fixtures, they don't get the broadcast money. And they took the shilling. They did the deal with the devil. They took the broadcast money. They gave most, Manchester City turned up, bought all the trophies, ruined the league. Any team that can win a domestic treble and get 100 points and, and you consider that anything to do with sport, it's an absolute nonsense. So the league's long since ruined.
0: Five years' time we'll be saying that about Newcastle, right?
1: Well, we might be. We might be. Uh, I don't know if there'll be I any doubt it. Any, question, any questions <laughs> asked about uh Human rights at all with the Saudi backing of Newcastle. I de- it'll go through, it'll get waved through because it's money into football, isn't it? And then they'll go and spend that money. And yeah. But no, it, it, it's all about money, and there's no possibility. The TV companies will withhold the payments, so the clubs won't be able to pay the wages. And they, oh, they've got to find a way of playing these games. Everyone's got to go to St. George's, and all the, all the squads have got to isolate at the FA headquarters and play. <laughs> every day for six weeks or something I mean, really what are they going
0: on about well there's that league in um is it the Icelandic league I read an article about it last year uh, Rory Smith from the New York Times about they play the whole season in a week do they yeah Um somewhere okay. in somewhere somewhere yeah, oh, somewhere four teams somewhere it. top of the world somewhere top of the world it's quite a few quite a few teams some of them turn up by boat like it's a you know because the so maybe that's what. Maybe that's the version. Have you, uh,
1: have you been trying to watch uh, the Belarusian league? Because I've I would watch it if it was on Sky Sports or something. I, I know that the Belarusian league is ongoing because the Belarus is. It turns out is ruled by a, a dictator for twenty five <laughs> years who's decided not to have a lockdown and he likes his football, so they're still playing and people have. <laughs> People are betting on it. There are previews on of, on the, the websites about the Belarusian League. Barté, Borisov, not the force they once were. I did. It's, it's wide open. <laughs> <I did laughs> Pick look. a team, look at the kit, see who you like, find out who Kleb used to play for.
0: Reader, I did all of that and then thought, yeah. about, thought <laughs> about a bet and then looked at my life choices and put my phone away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but can you see any of the bloody fixtures? Because I thought I was I was reading that, oh, yeah, the broadcast companies are going to go and do a deal with Belarus to show some football. And uh, no, no, well, the A
0: League's on as well, isn't it? Uh, Robbie Fowler's A League, the A League's on in Australia, isn't it? Oh, yeah, is it? I can't
1: get into it. So, I, what I tried to do was, I tried to watch the big match revisited. Which one? Uh, so, this, this turns up in the dead of night on BT Sport. I don't know why they put it on so late. You have to, you have to record it at 5 a.m. or something. And then Brian Moore turns up, and there's Highbury. Oh. They used to, I don't know if you remember, but they used to build scaffolding next to the clock. And that was when you turned up at a game. That was how you knew if you were going to be on match of the day or the big match, was if there was a scaffolding tower erected (laughs) next to the clock with a guy on there with a massive camera. And from that camera, you could get a really beautiful shot of Highbury. And why we ever left that place? Don't get me started. I mean, really, what was wrong with that? That's cost (laughs) us at least two titles. And, and, And the game starts. But unfortunately... The big match revisited, the ones they want to revisit are the ones where Arsenal get turned over, it turns <laughs> out. So every time I turn it on, we, lose, we lost three to home to West Ham. I mean, I was actually annoyed about the result because some of the defenders... <laughs> and then there was one I watched we were playing Wolves away and I vaguely remember, vaguely, really vaguely, because I think I was six years old... Hearing about this result because it was unheard of in those days for Arsenal to lose five, and we lost five one. It was only under Arsene Wenger that losing five became the norm. (laughs) (laughs) Do we go? We went ahead in that game. A stunning goal. I think it was Ray Kennedy. An absolutely stunning goal. And then we lost. We lost five one. So I can't even get any pleasure out the big match revisited. It just winds me up because I keep showing Arsenal defeats. Show an Arsenal win. I
0: did. um, I they did. Been playing um, FIFA. Sorry, I've been playing FIFA
1: a lot. Yeah, have you? Yeah.
0: So
2: going the same. down with you. Do you play uh, do
1: you play against your better half?
2: No, no. I I play uh I play in the Dead of Night.
1: <laughs> yeah. Against the Vietnamese children in internet cafes in Saigon.
2: No, I don't I'm too scared for that very reason. Do you, uh, do you
1: don't go online and play strangers? No.
2: No, I haven't done it yet. I'm too
1: scared. I reckon
2: I I'm, I'm curious to see how my style will go. I can't my do any style.
1: of the tricks. <laughs> no. That, the the key to that game. The key to that game is short passing. It's short passing yeah. and good finishing. I got really is. I remember from nineteen ninety nine when I last played it.
0: I got trolled ah. playing online chess. So the idea of playing. Like... Did you oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So the so idea of playing FIFA so is like um um. I just yeah. I just play against the computer. I'll, I'll give you a game, D. Okay, let's oh. try that. Yeah, don't need to talk about that now, do we?
1: Now before okay. we uh, before we wrap up this podcast, I did want to do a, a feature each week. Um, which I know is quite commonly done um, on this day because it's quite nice to as, to be nostalgic. It's all we have, and we're recording this listener on April the twenty fifth, twenty twenty. I don't know when you're listening to it. Sometime shortly after that, I imagine. And on April the twenty fifth, two thousand and four, we had a fixture with Tottenham Hotspur mm. uh, at the famous uh now demolished White Hart Lane Stadium, and there was something riding on the game. Uh, we were. We needed a point to win the league. I mean, it's almost (gasps) unthinkable. Uh, And I wangled, I don't know where you two were, I wangled a seat, I was writing articles for the Times at the time, and I wangled a seat in the (laughs) press box, which didn't go down well with... The press, they all thought, what's that dickhead doing? <laughs> in...
2: Oliver Holt in this, <laughs> in this uh, Oh,
1: yeah, he, 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 yeah. I've been told that that's the reason why he slags me off regularly because he thought I shouldn't have been there. Even though I did write an article in The Times about it, I was sitting with Matt Dickinson. Anyway, I was leaning on the tunnel. You can actually see me on the TV uh, footage looking unbelievably sm- uh, smug. I just looked so smug with pleasing myself. And we drew the game to all. And, and the Arsenal team... There was some issue about whether or not they should celebrate on the pitch afterwards. And they all went off into the changing room and then they came out again. And when they came out again, I was standing in the tunnel. I'd got out of the press box, I was in the tunnel with the Match Day programme and a Sharpie and I got Thierry Henry uh, to sign it. No way. Then I got a hug from Martin Keown. (laughs) <laughs> the greatest moments of my Arsenal support in life came one after another, and the Tottenham stewards were really stroppy about the whole situation. Odd, particularly. I mean, then Ashley Cole got an inflatable Premiership trophy and put it on the centre circle, on the centre <laughs> spot.
0: Amy Lawrence tells this story of that. Um, they were told to to behave, obviously, because of the the the, the situation, um, the the, the Tinder situation. Yeah, but- it was. But uh, Thierry was so vexed at them celebrating a draw that he corralled the team together and was like, nah, come on then. Let's come on then let's go out.
1: You're That's cele- very good. I mean, we were still winning 2-1, very, very close to the yeah. end. We were winning 2-1. And uh, Robbie Keane went and trod. I think he trod on Jens Lehmann's boot Yeah, in, yeah. In, in, when, when they were waiting for a Tottenham to take a corner. And Lehmann pushed him and yeah. he went uh, straight over. Straight over, of yeah. course. Felt the contact. He went over, and the ref gave a pen, and uh, it was somewhat controversial. Then the story goes that Sol Campbell thought that we hadn't won the league, so he was furious with Lehman and they had a row in the changing room. He thought a point wasn't enough. We got confused, Uh, and it was enough.
0: Well, I was watching that. um, I was watching the goals back from that, and it's from it's from the our first is from. Their corner, Gilberto clear. Gilberto header clear, and then Thierry just runs through them all. And he doesn't have to; he just doesn't have to. He could just pass it, but no, this is Thierry. He just sort of does. He just sort of puts his hand out. like he doesn't break his stride. He just he he leaves it for the cameras. Do you know what I mean? If, like if you can have yeah. a he leaves it the pass a very the stylish
1: camera. pass. Is it kind of inside the fullback pass? It, it's a this Burcamp, right down the left back, wing, and yeah. it's
0: not quite a look away. I've checked. I did, I've, I've slowed it, I've, I've slowed it down to it's frame L- by the frame look-away monitor It's not quite, a, <laughs> yeah, the look-away cam um, It's not quite a look-away uh, Dennis is going down the side And then go-go gadget leg Oh, v- Patrick Vieira. Patrick
1: Vieira What a run that was That's from box to box he ran that Extraordinary Exactly And Ori ran away from Tottenham famously at uh, hybrid. Score from a starting position similar to that one, but on this occasion he's looked for Bergkamp who looks for Vieira. Well, we felt they wouldn't settle for the draw yet again. Arsenal in a matter of seconds have turned defending into classic counter attack, absolutely stunning. And the best
0: be bit of it, as we've talked about many a time, when the old. In the old iteration of this podcast is look who's tiptoeing around the back to put it in. I think uh, and Andy Gray says, and if the era misses that, then Robert Perez has got to tap in. Because he was there mm. all the damn time, wasn't always he? There, yeah. Always yeah, there. Always and then for there. the second, for the second he gets it in the middle, drifts between is that Anthony Gardner playing for them? It's definitely Ledley King. Could be. Um, Could be. And, I don't have the sides in front he, of me. And I'll he just he just drifts. Bergkamp. Fiera. The plays. What What a goal.
1: What you're seeing here is what we've seen all season. The sheer class of Arsenal. Masterclass doesn't do it justice. Football from another planet. Tottenham team was Keller, Kelly, Gardner, ooh, King, Tariko, all the Ks, Davis, good ooh. name, Brown, Redknapp, Jackson, Canute and Keane, and they brought on Poyet, Defoe, and Bunjevčević
0: Well, I mean, because um, Redknapp scores that one, doesn't he? Redknapp, Rednap scores
1: quite a good goal, low shot in the corner, yeah. but made it two-one. our was... team was uh, Jens Lehmann in goal, Laura and Campbell, Touré and Cole. Who are Ray Parla, sub by Edu? Vieira, Gilberto Pires, Henri Burkamp. Reyes came on for ten minutes. And the other player I remember having a bit of a chat with when they all came out was Graham Stack, the reserve goalie, because by this time, um Keon was on the bench, didn't get on. But this time there weren't very very many English lads left. You know, we really unless you talk to Keon and Stack. And uh, there was only, <laughs> there was only uh, the Romford Pele kicking around. Uh, Ashley and Cole, Ashley. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, know the... I know it's not the... Wonderful memories. 25th of April, 16 years ago, today. I was. My one's quite good.
3: Go on.
2: mm-hmm. um, so the night before, the Saturday I think uh, Norman, Fatboy Slim, was playing in New York. Right. Uh, the last night of Twilo. So we went to that. So at... Eight o'clock in the morning, hadn't been to bed, I went to Nevada Slim's, I think it's called, which is a bar in New York. And it's where all the... I can't remember what the game... Were Man United playing before? Were Man United playing the sort of two o'clock game?
1: Four. This is detail. We're going to have to go into detail here. Yeah, I'm, I've got two devices running now. I know. I know. Ty has probably got six devices running. <laughs> I Don't know how your Wi Fi Well,
0: I was just. I was just waiting. I was just waiting you to chime in when he said Twilo because <laughs> yeah. he have been a fan of Junior <laughs> Vasquez since the start of his career, I believe. Well, uh, very what? Yeah, <laughs> that that sound.
2: Uh, well, so what happens is in those New York. So it was a football bar and basically at eight, nine o'clock in the morning, you get all these expats and American football fans. Everywhere's completely quiet apart from this place. And you walk in and there's, you know, the place is packed. Uh, And I think, yeah, I think Man United had played and Chelsea had played beforehand. And then the next game starts and it was us. And I remember watching it. Then as we won, a banker from Wall Street, a British bloke, expat, gives me the biggest bag of the finest. Um, uh, weed? Pick, pick me up. No. Uh, yeah, no, not the weed. <laughs> yeah. oh. The other one. The other one. He goes, help yourself. <laughs> Come back out of the bathroom and... Uh, it's Barcelona, Real Madrid is next on the telly.
1: Oh, only, only in, in your head. Uh, no, it was genuinely, <laughs> it was. honestly. You were looking at a framed photograph. <laughs> no, uh, in the tournament for drawer. an hour and a half. <laughs> Going, oh, that's a good player. Look at him. And
2: then I wow. walked out, and I spent. I walked around New York singing, "Who the Eff Man
0: United." Damien uh, Damien Harris Damien Harris the rock and roll years I know the glory years (laughs) I think I was I did a bit of research on this and it's taken a while I've had to triangulate a couple of
1: 25th of April sorry T uh, just bear with me 25th of April Leeds 1 Portsmouth 2 Birmingham 2 Wolves 2 Newcastle 2 Chelsea 1 okay so it's Newcastle United had lost at home to Liverpool the day before oh okay right
0: 1-0 did you say you waited until after the game for this bag D uh, yeah, because
1: it was all sort of celebration. <laughs> well, your memory's all wrong. Oh, no, mean, uh... I know what I need. Mean. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the inside of enough hospitals.
0: I watched it. I watched it in a bar in Budapest with um, some of the promoters that I'd been playing for the night before. Um,
1: uh. And can you milk? I feel like we should name check the. Uh... Bar in Budapest if you don't mind.
0: I've got no idea. But the place I played, I think I played at the Rudash, the bars. Like they used they've got these uh, baths bars that you can DJ at in um sort uh, in uh, Budapest. Those are the days, that was a lot of fun. Those the days. Those were the days. Um, those yeah. were the days, my friends. But um, no, go the I going to Budapest now or New York. I do remember mm. I do remember them, I know it's not <laughs> I know you're not supposed to say it, but I do remember being really like a bit Sol Campbell pissed off about the About the Robbie Keane About the Robbie Keane goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just that
1: was not a fly mile, and I'll tell you that. Was it? Like, yeah. Siri had signed my programme, and I just <laughs> thought this is the greatest day of my life because yeah. I'd been at Old Trafford two years before. I wasn't at Anfield '89. I watched it on the television with Damien Harris in his house, but I I was at Old Trafford in 2002, which was spectacularly, amazingly, brilliant. The world tour at White Hart Lane, really. And I couldn't get out of the ground. It wasn't safe to get out of the ground. Is this the David Dean helmet? I I saw David Dean in his car with his wife and I think his son in the back and I tapped on the window of his car and I said, you couldn't give me a lift, could you? (laughs) And he said, yeah. And he he let me in the car and I kept my head down and we pulled out onto uh, Tottenham High Road where there were thousands of Tottenham supporters waiting for the Arsenal fans to come out. And he said, where do you need to go? I said, anywhere, just anywhere. Just, <laughs> as soon as you've done one mile, I'll get out. Because uh, I had my car somewhere part somewhere near Bruce Grove.
0: Did his car and smell as, wonderful?
1: <laughs> everything about being in his car was wonderful. I could have sat in that car for the rest of my life. OK, we can just freeze frame this moment. His phone bleeped. And he, he looked at his phone while we were sitting in traffic. I like to say, point out he wasn't driving. He was stationary. He looked at his phone... And he turned to his wife, and he's got a text, and he goes, "Oh, that's a nice one from Rixie." I'm in, I'm, I've gone, I'm in the inner sanctum. I've gone past <laughs> the press box, you know, Oliver Holt and all these lovely people. And I'm, now look at me now. I in, <laughs> in David Dean's car He's getting a text message from Graham Rix, who was my one of my heroes growing up. Oh. And uh, and he dropped me off, got in the car, and I sort of it took a while. Got back down to. I think it was what we used to call the Tram Shed. I think we were in there. I think Mm. Keith was in there and El Presidente, who's bought himself a USB microphone and some headphones. So we can expect Ah. El Presidente to make an appearance in forthcoming podcasts. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you again soon.
0: Cheers, mate. Cheers, bye.